Hey lady, welcome to the Elevate Her podcast. I am your host, Rebecca Mariuki, leadership coach, career queen, twin mom, and wife. If you are ready to step into the level 2.0 version of yourself, girl, you've just found yourself a cheering squad that will help you do just that and even more. From one career woman to another who navigated the challenges of being a black woman in a profession that lacked diversity with no rule book to help me figure out the keys to climbing the corporate ladder, I am on a mission to change this scene for good. In the last few years of my 10-year career, I not only overcame the challenges that held me back from the mid-level career slump I found myself in, but unlocked the doors to land big promotions in my career, become a director at just the age of 32 in the largest global audit firm, get my confidence game on and become a trusted leader. If you are ready to shake off the self-doubt that's been holding you back, uncover your value, get seen, promoted, and paid like the leader you deserve to be without more degrees, qualifications, or inauthentic networking tactics, stay tuned because you are about to get elevated. Hi, ladies. Welcome to episode 47 of the Elevate Her podcast. Today, for the very first time on Elevate Her, we are having a guest. I have today Livia Burger. She is actually a coach for entrepreneurs. But the reason I bring her here in this space is because as women, we all need to start living more mindful lives. We need to prioritize self-care and redefine success. And that was why I brought her to the show, because I know as busy career women, it is so hard sometimes to prioritize rest and self-care, but it is truly one of the keys, I believe, to actually achieving your career goals even faster. You will enjoy the journey so much faster when you're also prioritizing yourself and your self-care in the process to hitting those big career goals in your life. So I hope you enjoy this show. There were so many tidbits, but we talk all about how to prioritize self-care in your day-to-day in very easy and simple bite-sized ways, how to prioritize rest and still be super successful, why putting yourself first benefits your career, and I hope you will enjoy all the tidbits to share in this episode and definitely connect with her on her website, madewithlemons.co. I really love her name, Made With Lemons. And you can catch her on Instagram as well. She does share her contact details at the end of the show and you can also find them in the show notes. Okay, let's get to the show. Hi, Livia. Welcome. Thank you so much for coming on here. Why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself and tell us a bit about what you do? Hi. Yeah. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to talk about everything self-care and just prioritizing rest. And I am a lifestyle designer at my company, Made with Lemons Co. And I am super passionate about helping busy female entrepreneurs just a bit more with being healthy and taking time for themselves rather than being so caught up in just growing their business and hustling and helping them overcome some of the limiting beliefs that they adapted from society, but also coming from corporate and the whole hustle culture as in the longer you work, the harder you work, the more successful you're going to be. And I just really want to help others realize that they can have a life where they put themselves first but also run a successful business. And so 
that's why I really, with like my courses and my coaching and all that, just so passionate about educating everyone that both is possible. You can have a successful thriving business and you can also have a lot of time for yourself where you do what's most important to you. Ooh, I love that. And I love your title, Lifestyle Designer. It just feels so good (laughs) to be able to phrase it in that way. So maybe tell us a bit about what inspired you to get into the space of well-being and how you're now, you know, supporting women who are in business. And I think the women on the show who are in corporate are going to relate so much because of that hustle culture that has kind of been normalized, which I feel is kind of from a male sort of macho energetic state. And it's not really in line with how we operate and how we're meant to, you know, maximize on our energy. But I digress. So just tell us a bit about what inspired you to get into this space. Yeah, so it actually started from more or less of a selfish reason because I was just unhappy in my corporate jobs and I was sick all the time. I had headaches that I just couldn't figure out. So I spent a lot of the weekends at the doctor's offices trying to figure out what was wrong. And so because I did that, I didn't really have that much time for myself because the weekends were all booked up with appointments and things like that. And so I just realized I wanted to create a life that allowed me to to do the things that I didn't really have time for, but also more importantly, to just put myself first and um, take a step back and just become more intentional with how I'm spending my time. So whatever I'm doing, however that looked like, I could support myself first. And so I quit my job at the beginning of the pandemic, which was very scary timing. And I actually started as a virtual assistant because I just wanted to do anything (laughs) to get out of that situation that I was in. And so I knew that wasn't my end goal. It was a good opportunity to start getting some clients and just doing something else and having a more flexible schedule while taking a step back and prioritizing my health and well-being. And so after that, I moved into Pinterest management for wellness professionals because I like that it wasn't so much based on the hours you were working, but more package rates. So again, I could be very flexible with what I was doing, how I was spending my time, as long as I still got my work done. But then there's always so many algorithm changes with everything online, be it Pinterest or Instagram. And so I just realized that a lot of my time was spent learning the updated algorithm, and I wasn't actually doing as much work. And so I knew that I didn't want to do that forever either. And that's kind of a blessing and a curse as having a million interests all the time. And I also struggled a little bit with finding the next step because I didn't want to pursue something that I knew I wasn't potentially interested anymore in three months down the line, because obviously that's a very unsustainable way to build a business. Mm -hmm. And I just realized, and especially through my own experience, but also the pandemic along with everyone else, the only thing that's always going to be there and it's always going to be important to us no matter what interests we have and what passions change is ourselves and our well-being because in the end we all want to feel good and content and happy and at ease and not feel so stressed and burned out all the time and that's really why I decided to go into this space because myself included I noticed how I was going from corporate and staying late even though technically I was done with work but because it was seen as extra dedicated to you know get in before your manager and leave after your manager and I started getting back into those old 
habits really when I started my own business because I wanted to work all the time so I could grow my business faster. And so I kind of went back into the exact same feeling I had when I was in corporate that I wanted to get out of. And so that was kind of for me, my wake up call, but also in why I want to help others. Because I think, like I said, in the beginning, it's so easy to get wrapped up in always wanting to get to the next step, be it personally or professionally, that we just rush through the motions. And we just always envision that future point in time. But a lot of the time, those kind of goals are just moving targets, because whoever settles with just reaching one goal, because once we reach one goal, there's something else we want, and then there's something else we want. And so it's so easy to spend days, months, years in autopilot and just going through the motions of living life, always thinking of that next step instead of actually slowing down and focusing on the now. And that's how a lot of life passes you by. And so that's why I really wanted to help others take that step back and make them realize that because I started my business for more flexibility and time freedom. And I think that's what a lot of others who either have a side hustle or have their own full-time business that's the goal to be more flexible and have more of that time freedom and just schedule their day however works for them and their lifestyle. And I think a lot of the times that's something we feel like we don't deserve right away, or we need just Mm -hmm. one more client or just a little bit more money to allow ourselves to have that rest and to slow down. But that's really putting us back into the mindset of, you know, I'll work for the weekend or I can do all these fun things when I'm retired. And that's really not the point of why most of my clients started their business. And so I'm just here to help them guide them through how they actually want to be living their life without feeling so guilty and enjoying that life that they envisioned today rather than once they hit the next milestone. Oh, yes, I can relate with that so much. I mean, the work is never done, no matter how much work you do today. Yeah, exactly. There is always something else that you could do. And I guess it comes from that cultural norm, especially if you come from that corporate background that, you know, when you're seen to be working late and not walking, I call it the walk of shame. <laughs> when you leave <laughs> before your manager leaves, then it's mm-hmm. kind of like glorified. But I mean, it's all about working smart and doing the right things and being effective with less. So let's unpack how to balance that. Because I think as ambitious women, we want to do all the things. And then we feel guilty when we are not doing all the things. But when we do all the things, then it has a negative impact on how we feel, our well-being. And sometimes we even end up resenting what we're actually here to do and how we're making impacts. Yeah, that is really big thing that I talk about a lot because I think this whole term self-care has started to get kind of a negative tone to it in the sense that if you're already overwhelmed and you're feeling burnout, it's just another thing to do to add to your to-do list to do because you know you should be doing it because it's good, but it's also easy to just push through and keep working and just tell yourself, I'll just do like one more hour and then five hours later, you're still working at 2 a.m. And so That's also why initially, actually, I labeled myself a self-care coach, but I think because it can have that almost resentful tone to it, I decided on lifestyle designer because it's not just self-care, but just everything really that helps you live an aligned life. But going back to your question, I think balance just doesn't really exist in that sense, especially as entrepreneurs. And if you have a side hustle, you know, there's always a million things going on at the same time. And I think if you have this image in your head of wanting to achieve this perfect balance, you're only going to set yourself up for failure 
because there's so many ways that you can incorporate balance into your life and in doing little things every day rather than having a complete separation of, okay, this is work and this is personal time. And I mean, it can work and it does work for some people, but I think just setting expectations with that is really helpful because it's really difficult to have these expectations when you actually know yourself and you know that you're not that kind of person that works that way. And so same for me. I mean, I talk about this all the time, obviously, because it's my job, but I still think about my business a lot, even in my time off, but it doesn't really bother me as much anymore. There's definitely also still nights where I lie awake and that's normal because that's just how it is, especially if you like what you do or you want to do well. And But I think just expecting you to not think about it at all in your off time is just unrealistic. But I think also breaking down some limiting beliefs around why you might believing those things. For example, you have to work nine to five, even outside of your job where you have to work like a set eight hours to be successful, or you have to just answer one more email and one more email and always put your clients first. And yes, you should do that in a sense, but not so it sacrifices your own uh, sanity and all of that. Because if there's just one last minute coming in right as you were about to finish work, then it's so easy to just slip right back into work mode. And so setting those boundaries with yourself and communicating that out to be your family, friends, clients, coworkers, that's all really helpful because otherwise it's just so easy to slip back into that. I need to work all the time. And going back to the limiting beliefs, especially around rest and slowing down. So many of us resist that and have a really hard time doing that because in their head, that means doing nothing. And there are so many more ways that you can rest and rejuvenate without having to just sit on the couch and stare at the ceiling doing nothing. And I think that's why a lot of people resist that because in in their mind, doing nothing means I'm not being productive, I'm not reaching my goals, I'm just being lazy. But that's not actually how it is. And a lot of the times those beliefs, again, come from corporate or how we grew up because maybe our parents always told us, you know, you have to work hard for Uh, getting what you want. And I mean, yes, that is true. But there's a different way to just burning yourself out and being a part of hustle culture and all of that. And so for me, too, I mean, resting has always been something that came easy to me, but almost on the other hand, where it was almost too much, because growing up, my mom always, even when I was still in middle school and high school, and I was making plans with friends, my mom would always tell me, you know, like, you need to make sure to like, not get stressed out and like schedule lots of time to rest. But now that's almost to the point for me personally, still all these years later, that the idea of too many plants is almost stressing me out already. And I'm saying no to things that I know energetically I could take on. But in the back of my mind, it's always like, well, I'm going to like get burned out when I do all these things, which in reality isn't that many. And so then asking yourself, is that something that I actually believe to be true? Or is that something that I never really challenged because that's just how I've grown up? And same thing, I also grew up where my dad was saying, no, you have to work hard and you can't just settle and you need to like do this and this and this and be a dedicated heart worker and all of that. But I realized I just adopted it and I became complacent with it because I never really challenged it. And then I think when I started 
being in the online space and I saw people actually working five hours or four hour days, I was like, whoa, <laughs> this exists. <laughs> but at the same time, it's important yeah. to not get distracted by that because that's also unrealistic to happen when you start a new business because there are a lot of things that you have to set up and manage and all of those things. But ideally, you will want to get to that point where you're okay with working four hours and you're actually more productive because you're taking that time off because if you know okay I have eight or nine hours of work ahead of me then it's so easy to just procrastinate because you know you have all of that time but if you know mm -hmm. okay I only have four hours or three hours because then I have an appointment and then I'm meeting friends so I have to get everything done and if you've been in that situation a lot of the times you will actually get all your work done in that time because that's the time you've given yourself and so When you work more of those focused, short period of time of work, it's so much easier to be productive because the other time that you're not working, you're creating that space for more inspiration and motivation. And that's also why you get the most random ideas when you're in the shower or when you're about to sleep, because that's when your brain takes yeah. that separation from thinking about work all the time. Yeah, I guess there were lots of little nuggets in there, but just mm. figuring out what it is that might be holding you back, why you feel resistant for like resting, for example, or why you feel like you need to work all this time. And because a lot of the times too, we're so stressed out over self-imposed deadlines. We make the rules as long as it's obviously in our business and side hustle. And so often we stress about hitting this deadline that might have been unrealistic from the start or something came up and instead we wanted to spend a day with our family and we have moved the deadline back and we stress out about it when in reality it's not going to affect anyone and it's completely fine mm -hmm. to do that and that's also why I think just being more mindful and intentional with how you think about things how you spend your day-to-day -day is really helpful because awareness is always the first thing in helping you realize even the thoughts that you're thinking and if you find yourself thinking all the time oh I never have time or resting is unproductive or I need to find ways to rest more productively then that becomes a part of your identity and you become that person that never has time. And so your actions are going to reflect that. And instead, if you start the other way around and just say, I am going to make the time, I have the time, and you start acting in that way, it'll start becoming more ingrained in your behavior. And the longer you do it, it'll become a habit. And then that'll be your new identity. So a lot of that can just be changed by drawing awareness to your thoughts and your actions and then changing it. Okay, I am so excited to make this announcement to help women finally find their voice, become leaders in their field, and get paid their worth. If you know you don't want to be where you are in your career 12 months from now, Design to Lead was made for you, so listen up closer. Design to Lead is my private coaching program for ambitious career women who are ready to get promoted to the next level and start making an impact while creating generational wealth. In six months' time, you could have the clarity you need to land that promotion or dream role in your career or get big pay raises that you never thought were possible. With the right strategy, bankable career plan and solid mindset to give you the confidence and kick self-doubt on the curb for good, which is what you'll get in Design to Lead and even more, together we'll be celebrating your next big career goal. Head over to bit.ly forward slash design to lead to apply to work with me in this program 
or DM me the word Elevate on any of my social media channels to find out more. Let's get your career elevated for good. Oh, wow. That is so much goodness that you've mentioned there. I think that whole starting from the inside, because you've not even talked about things like going to the spa or, you know, getting a massage, which Mm -hmm. is what we tend to think when we hear the word self-care is so important so that it can become an everyday, you know, just ingrained in how you work, ingrained in how you live your life. And I guess that's why the lifestyle designer title is just so befitting. What mistakes do you see women make when they decide, okay, I am going to be intentional about taking care of myself and making sure that I put myself first? Um, Because obviously, if we want to put our clients first, we have to take care of ourselves so that we can be the best version of Mm -hmm. ourselves to them. What are the common mistakes you see women make when they decide to, you know, kind of start on this journey of intentional well-being? One of them, I would say definitely is that you're expecting to do too much right away, that you're going from not really doing anything right now when it comes to self-care and taking time for yourself, for all of a sudden wanting to become that person that gets up early, that has a long morning routine and doing all of these things. Which then kind of brings me to the second point is just blindly trying and following things that seem to work for everyone else. Like it's so easy looking on Instagram and TikTok and seeing everyone post about their morning routine and journaling and meditating. And I have wasted so much time trying to make those things work for me. And even though this is my job, I don't really have a morning routine in that sense. And I don't meditate that often. I hardly journal and I still feel pretty good in what I do for myself to take care of myself. But it took me a long time to realize that because even when you go on like Forbes or any of those sites, you will find blog posts that are around the 10 uh, habits that millionaires swear by. And it'll always involve some sort of morning routine. And while I do believe that morning routines are helpful and they work for people, They don't work for everyone and that's okay. And so when you realize that, just start to figure out what actually works for you rather than just blindly following what seems to work for others because there's no point in you just wasting your time otherwise. Oh, with self-care or the whole terms of self-care. And that's also why I try to stay away from saying that too often because like you said, in people's heads, that's taking a bath and getting a massage and doing all those stereotypical self-care things. But there's so much more to it because my definition of self-care is just anything that makes you happy and that makes you feel good. And that opens up space for so much more possibility and so many more activities than just, you know, going to the spa and all of those things. And while I do enjoy that, What makes me equally happy is going to the dog park and just standing and watching for 20 minutes and just being there, not really thinking about anything else. And it can be as little or as big as you want it to be. But my rule of thumb with that is always just do more of what really makes you happy and that you enjoy doing. Why wouldn't you want to do more of that? Because it takes away Mm -hmm. this, oh, I have to do self-care, but I'm going to do something that I find really fun. And I think Like I said, that's where a lot of people might fall short or that they don't really know where to get started when they think of self-care or they know they should take some time for themselves because there are so many different things. And again, especially on social media, everyone always talks about going to the gym and eating the healthiest you can and meditating and journaling. And yes, all that is healthy and good. 
But again, if it doesn't work for you, there's really no point in trying that. And so I always like to say it's a little bit like A-B testing. Just try different things. Yeah. They don't work. Fine. Try something else. Yeah, yeah. I like that notion of A-B testing because even in morning routines themselves, I know we always hear that millionaires wake up at 5 a.m. and they get mm -hmm. all this routine done. They do their meditation, exercise, all the things. Maybe you're not even a morning person. And at that time of the day, that's not your best time to be practicing mm -hmm. self-care. And, you know, just like you mentioned about that whole awareness, in my mind, I feel it's also something you need to practice throughout the day, not just at specific times of the day. You know, like you talked about self-inflicted deadlines, making sure those boundaries are very clear around your time and how you want to spend your time every single day. Maybe take us through some tips that you can share with the woman on the show on how to be intentional throughout the day and not just specific activities that they can bake into their daily schedule on taking care of themselves. Yeah. And that's actually what I do. So like I said, I don't have a set morning routine because I'm the most productive in the mornings. And so I don't want to clutter up that time with doing this lengthy routine. And so instead I take breaks whenever I start to feel a bit more fatigued or feel like I've been working on a task long enough. I don't necessarily stick to a specific schedule, but I've gotten really good at just feeling into how I'm feeling. And just taking a note from us as being a child, because when we were little, we would do only whatever we felt like doing in that moment, no matter what that was, but we didn't think about what's for dinner that night. We didn't think about what we we're going to play with tomorrow, just in that moment. And that's also why I don't like sticking to specific things. Like every day I'm going to do this and every week I'm going to do this because some days I might not feel like doing that. And so I just make sure I have that white space. And that's especially helpful if you have a side hustle to add some white space in between your client work or your meetings between your corporate and maybe your side hustle. And with that, all I mean is you can use white space to either just allow for a buffer in case a meeting runs over and then you don't feel as stressed and running into the next one right away. Or you can use that time to just take a step back. And I know for me to back-to-back -back meetings tend to really drain me. And so I always like taking 15, 30 minutes in between to just uh, like today, actually, right before this, I had a half an hour before I had another meeting. And I took that half an hour to take out my laundry from the dryer and make a bit of lunch, just something to get me out of my head and get up and moving just to shift some energy around and not just be in the same headspace for all the time. But again, it goes back to what you enjoy doing. It could be when it comes to intentionality. I live right above a doggy daycare. You see, there's a theme here. I love dogs. I can um, see that. <laughs> so I live right above a doggy daycare in London. And every morning when I open my blinds, they're already playing outside. And so I just take five minutes as I kind of wake up and my eyes get used to the sunlight. I just stand there and watch. I don't rush into my day right away. I just stand there and don't really think about anything or like as you eat meals so often too. And again, like working in corporate, it's easy to just work through your lunch, but not doing anything like be it watching TV or being on your phone or anything like that and really focusing on the textures and the flavors and everything that you're eating. And ideally, I'm such a slow eater to the point it frustrates me, but I guess it's healthier. <laughs> um, but just taking a breath yeah. in between 
every bite and things like that. So there's lots of different ways that you can incorporate more intentionality and mindfulness into your day. Or when you go on a little walk, just don't take music or podcasts or anything like that, unless you want to listen to this one, of course. <laughs> just don't take anything with you and just focus on like, what can you smell? What can you see? What can you hear? And I had a really hard time learning to be more present because I tried meditating and it didn't work for me because my mind was still racing. And so what I found works really well for me with learning to be more mindful and present and intentional is to go on those walks and just pay attention to what's around me because that way I'm still moving and kind of doing something and just laying down or sitting down and trying to meditate but I'm pulling the focus onto what's right in front of me rather than thinking, oh, tomorrow I have this to do and I'm meeting with this client next week. And the more you do it, the more it'll become easy and you don't even have to think about doing it or even just looking up from your desk right now and try to notice something that you haven't noticed before. And so that can really help. But just really going back to whatever it is that brings you joy. And if that's as little as preparing the coffee the night before, so you just have to press the button that all totally counts because it makes your life easier. It'll make you happy in that moment. Yeah, it just all comes down to knowing yourself and just figuring out what you enjoy doing and not being too hard on yourself if it doesn't work out or if it doesn't feel good right away. Oh, wow. These are such, such great tips. I love how practical they are. I mean, just standing and looking out your window and observing something you've never seen before is something that we can all do right from tomorrow. And most of the tips you've shared are free. Like you don't have to pay. It's not like going for a massage, having to think of when am I going to do it? Five minute activities you can bake into your daily schedule, which is so, so helpful for the busy woman who listened to this show. Thank you. Thank you so much, Livia. Any parting shots before we wrap up? Well, I think the biggest takeaway is to just have a look at how you currently go about your day. And if there's anything that you're frustrated about or that you'd like to change because that's not how your ideal self or your future self is operating and kind of connect the dots and see where you're at now, where you would like to be and see if there's any way that you can fill that gap and work backwards into be it exercising more, just being more mindful or working a little less and just try and every day, very slowly and very manageable, tiny steps, try and retrace how you can get to that next version. And doing something new will feel hard because our brains are literally designed to keep us safe and do things that are easy because we know them to not give up and just keep pushing through because it'll take three months to build a new habit. And just remind yourself of why you want to have that time freedom or have more time for yourself or whatever it is that you desire, why you want that. And then always remind yourself of that when things seem to be really overwhelming or tough, because you will get there and you can have it today and not in a month or 20 years from now. Oh, that's, that's so, so good. Thank you so much, Livia, for sharing all these tips and so much that I've learned. I've actually also been writing notes and making sure I go and implement what you have shared with us today. We like to close off the show with two fun questions. The first question for you is, what's your favorite book that you've read and can remember? Oh, that is a good question. But at the same time, I don't really read exciting stuff. <laughs> I love like the kitschy romance novels that are very unrealistic. <laughs> but a book that I liked and the movie that I liked off of it was Call Me By Your Name. 
Uh, that came out a couple uh, years ago, and I did like that. It's probably after this, I'll think of a couple more. <laughs> um, <laughs> oh, I am thinking of something more substantial. It's called Factfulness. Oh, I love it. I just it. got that for Christmas. I'm only halfway through, but it's a really good book. Yeah, it teaches you to think so differently about the facts that are presented to us. It's really, really good. Yeah, I can't wait to go deeper into it. Yeah, you're going to love it. Second question is, would you rather go back in time or go into the future? I guess go into the future, though I think both are a bit scary because I don't necessarily want to relive my life. But I also don't want to skip ahead because I like where I'm at now and I want to enjoy <laughs> the time of my life where I am rather than skipping. But I think I'd probably go to the future. But also because I'm curious how space and all that will have evolved by then and space travel and all of that. <laughs> oh, yes. And maybe we'll be living on another planet. <laughs> mm -hmm. Who knows? Yeah. Thank you so much, Livia. Why don't you go ahead and tell our listeners where they can find you and any offers, anything you want to share with the listeners to just go deeper in this work that you've shared with us? Yeah, I'd love to. So you can find me on Instagram at matewithlemonsco or on my website, matewithlemons.co. And I just created a brand new free guide that kind of covers a lot of what we talked about today, especially around, you know, overcoming the guilt when resting and slowing down. And there's actually seven types of rest that most people don't know about. And so I broke that down, each of the different types of rest and how you can find restful activities that are more fun, that don't involve just sitting down. So I can include that too and give you the link for that so you can download that for yourself. Perfect. And all the links to find Livia will be in the show notes. So definitely check the show notes. If you want to connect, definitely connect with her and, you know, get to learn more and have all these tips on repeat so you can implement and have a much more wonderful life living in the present, taking care of yourself, which is so, so important. Thank you once again, Livia, for being on the show. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you for listening to the Elevate Her podcast. If you found this helpful, I would be forever grateful if you left a review of the show right here on iTunes or your favorite podcast listening app. If you would like more support and inspiration to elevate your career, go ahead and connect with me on LinkedIn at Rebecca Morioki. Or if you're an Instagram girl, let's connect over there. See you on the next show.